Yo, I'm back. Brian Saf. Y'all know the name. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to another episode of the Saga Play Blurry Cast. I promise the appreciation. It can't get no realer, man. I really <laughs> appreciate it. Especially I done took this little time off and everything. Um, I'm good, by the way. Um, just been head down, focused, you know. Um spring leg of the tour is a wrap you know what i'm saying trying to prepare for uh the summer leg <laughs> you know i'm on tour i'm trying to get my money up so that i could be outside you know what i'm saying and talking to y'all about it so you know i had to take a little take a little breather take a little step back from the pod to just get my situation together and um i'm still doing that but i'm i've worked myself back into a place where i feel um inspired to, to get on here and blurt about with y'all about whatever it is i'm interested in at the moment um so yeah thank you for you know hanging in there with me and uh coming back if you new, appreciate you as well you might want to hit the uh follow button on whatever you know streaming platform you're listening to this podcast on or Hit me on, you know, socials, uh, B-R-I-A-N-S-A-P-P-H on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me there, I do a lot of um, visual representation <laughs> for the shit that I be talking about on here. So, you know, there's things over there. Either way, um, we back full episode, but I'm not going to take too long. Hopefully, I don't really have much to discuss in the headlines because, again, head been down been focused so not much there i have an interesting read uh we'll discuss that article you know some rips and the uh apple worldwide developers conference i'm gonna talk to y'all about what i'm excited about game chat packed out (laughs) there's a lot of shit there um summer game fest is going on like literally right now so stuff is being announced and everything i'm gonna do my best to uh keep up didn't really get to talk to y'all about the playstation showcase outside of what i discussed with webster style over on the the, uh, nrw checkpoint so a few little extra pieces of uh my two cents there um you know some new stuff happening we'll talk about it playlist packed out <laughs> it's been a bunch of music that's dropped since the last episode of the talk of play blurry cast i really want to get into it with y'all um dirk's album is out um Mine, summer walker put a new project out um sexy red like we got a bunch to discuss so we'll do that there and then and as far as the watch list is concerned main thing outside of these trailers that i'm gonna spotlight across the spider verse i saw it if you read the title, you probably picked up on that. We're going to talk about it. So let me go ahead and just play some music real quick and then jumping into the headlines. Let's go. So, the interesting read for this episode comes from Press Start. 
y'all know I like to scroll the Apple News app. This article came across my uh, feed or whatever. It's titled, Sony aims to have 1 billion active users across its services with the focus on live service games. And it's written by Chiron? Chiron. Chiron. K-I-E-R-O-N. Verbra. Verbra. This person, Chiron Chiron, they wrote this article. Um, It's pretty dope. It's pretty much, you know, going into detail about the uh, title, which is that Sony is aiming to have all of these people using their stuff um, with with a focus on live service games. Now, this was just dope to me because y'all know I like uh, business. um, (laughs) I like I like to see the behind the scenes of business or at least understand how businesses operate and what they you know, have in mind as far as goals and objectives with their companies, right? So reading this, I was like, okay, this is dope because as you know, Sony is not just PlayStation. Like Sony has record labels with some of the most biggest and influential artists signed to it. Either way, I could see this 1 billion um, active users across all of the services like being a thing just by way of how how big sony's reach is y'all know they got the tech stuff playstations um headphones cell phones tablets uh computers laptops all that y'all know sony deep in the game and then on top of that which you know they don't really go too much into the whole music side of it and the um the tech and everything but they do talk about like all of these projects they have coming up as far as movies and stuff are concerned y'all know sony is still out here producing um spider-man marvel content because of the amazing contract that they had in place before disney came along and bought marvel and then you know they've just started doing stuff with hbo like they have the last of us over there and uh, i think god of war is going to hbo as well or netflix one of the two either way i see this Sony being able to really scoop up a billion users across all of the things that they service. Like, yeah, they focus more so on the live service games for like the ending of this article because, you know, Bungie just announced in the PlayStation showcase that they working on a new live service game for PlayStation because, you know, PlayStation owns Bungie and then, you know, Destiny 2 is getting um, a new DLC destiny is a live service game so there's that and then you know sony they're intent on becoming part of you know the, the vr world with you know their vr headset or whatever so there'll be games over there that have some live service elements to it too so i can really see this and it was just dope um having somebody like kind of break it down like what they're trying to do so yeah if you're interested in that definitely head over to press start find this article and check it out they have some um graphics on here that kind of give some other like key details to support this article and i thought were really cool so uh yeah check that out because um if you're interested in the business or the thinking when it comes to business when it comes to your things that you're interested in i think you'll enjoy it moving forward headlines ain't really 
<laughs> ain't really got much to talk about, bro. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention to anything. Like I said, my head been down. I've been focused on trying to get this money because summer leg of my tour is is about to start, and I need to <laughs> get my shit together. By the way, I know I said I was gonna announce the next tour stop. Um, I'm gonna probably hold off on that one more episode. So next episode, you can probably check me out because I haven't locked in anything yet. That's the only reason. But what I'm eyeing right now at the moment, there's a concert happening in Jacksonville that I'm like very, very certain I'm gonna be going to. Jeezy, Plies, Webby, Lil Boosie, all in concert. It's gonna be a good ass nigga time. I'm ready to turn up with a bunch of you know other fellow blacks that <laughs> that enjoy this particular um this particular niche of southern music. So um there's that and then Hershey Park and Hershey, Pennsylvania. That is on my list to like fly out to go do because they are opening a new roller coaster, Wildcats Revenge. If you know anything about me or if you are new, you might be new and you might not know this. I'm like a little theme park enthusiast. I don't know. You know, born and raised in Orlando, so maybe that has something to do with it, with Disney World, Universal, and SeaWorld being here all the time. I could just go <laughs> whenever I feel the need to. But, um, yeah, they opened a new roller coaster. I really, really love roller coasters. So I am going to be traveling to go, go ride. Um, I'll let y'all know because I think I'm going to do this blog situation. <laughs> I think I'm going to do this video, video vlog situation. So we'll see. But um, speaking of roller coasters, I got an opportunity to ride the Pipeline Surf Coaster at uh, SeaWorld Orlando. They were having like a pass holders preview or whatever. So I made it out there for that. I'm pretty sure the ride is open to the general public at this point in time. But when I went, it wasn't. And, you know, I got to ride it multiple times. So my opinions on it, it's it's straight. It's a cool roller coaster. I enjoyed it. Um, I think as far as roller coasters are concerned, SeaWorld Orlando is sitting at a grand total of six six roller coasters yeah this one top three is fighting for like the number three spot <laughs> in my opinion my personal taste for roller coasters and everything like that um but it was uh it's pretty dope it's a stand-up roller coaster which we don't have any stand up stand up roller coasters in florida so that's the first and then it's also the first launch stand-up roller coaster probably ever i don't think i've seen a launch coaster where you also standing but either way that's dope um you load on to it they put you out on the track you immediately get moved into like the little launch part that sends you into like a loop that kind of uh inverts you and then there's like two or three zero gravity like uh, airtime moments that are really really dope um the roller coaster is too short for me. I say that about all roller coasters because I like I like to ride. If I'm going to be riding now, let's ride. But, um, yeah, that's just a personal thing. Either way, it's a fun roller coaster. And uh, I don't really have too much negative to say about it. Maybe two things, right? The 
harness thing, the little situation that you pull over your uh, chest area so that you lock you in while you're standing up. If you if you are an individual that has titties on your chest area, <laughs> if you are an individual that has breasts, um, that might be a little might be a little uh little much for you especially if you if your titties tittying like if you really tittying out here you might run into a little just a little you know issue with that because i don't have them and it was making me uncomfortable not in the chest area but in my collarbone area which obviously sits above my chest so i was like damn bro if, if this shit making my collarbone feel like it's about to snap <laughs> i can only imagine you know what I'm saying? What the breasts is feeling like when they pat it down and packed in up underneath this goddamn restraint. Uh, so, you know, be weary of that um, because it was definitely like digging into my collarbone a little bit. And I thought, OK, maybe they just got it on a little bit too tight. But like, no, the rest of the shit was comfortable to me. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe maybe it's me, but. I was like, then I need to ease up in the collar section because I can only imagine what the titty section feeling like for people who got them. So that was that. And then just like every other roller coaster that I could think of, it's not covered in the little area where you're kind of sitting to be put back into the loading bay so you can get off the train. And I don't like that. I really don't. Like it wasn't even like a super hot day when I went, but just standing there on that roller coaster train, waiting for the people in front of us to load up and get pushed onto the track. I had some sweat building up and I was like, I can only imagine what this is going to feel like in 90 degree weather. Cause you know, summertime in Florida, 90 plus daily, whether it rain or not. <laughs> so I could just, I could just, I don't know. They need to do something about that. They had a little, fan situation off to the side but i'm like this ain't enough and it wasn't on i don't know but that's my only regret with it other than that it was cool i enjoyed it um so hopefully well i feel like i already know wild's cat revenge is gonna be way better it's rmc roller coaster which has quickly become my favorite after riding iron guazi at uh bush gardens but yeah <laughs> looking out or look out for next episode when I like confirm <laughs> whether or not I'm going to be doing any of those things pretty soon Pr pretty sure I'm going to be hitting that concert though so y'all can look forward to that um, moving forward what else we got in the goddamn headlines oh I was going to talk to y'all about Jerry Springer and his uh secret black kids that he left all his shit to when he passed away but <clears throat> <laughs> I did some research and I found out that was uh, actually false. The lie detector test determined. <laughs> I know that's more, but still it applies. That was a lie that they had told me. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was fake. So let's move on. Uh, rest in peace to Ray Stevenson. You might um, have remembered him as one of Thor's Asgardian homeboys in the Thor movies. He's been around. He's been around. Um, Tina Turner also passed away. That was sad. Thank you to Beyonce for doing that musical tribute to her in the middle of the Renaissance tour. You didn't have to, but you did because you understand 
you wouldn't be who you are if it wasn't for Tina Turner. And, um, you know, she a legend and all that stuff. It just, she had a full life. I know there's some stuff going on. So Tina Turner even like black people. That ain't really got nothing to do with me. Um, I actually can kind of understand, especially the way we've been picking at her situation with Ike for as long as what's love got to do with it been a movie. So, you know, I get it a little bit. <laughs> I kind of understand. Uh, but yeah, rest in peace to Queen Tina Turner. Also got to give, you know, a quick RIP to Jackie O is her name. Um, DC Young Flies. Baby Mama slash Girlfriend. I also seen Fiance possibly. I'm not sure. I'm not in that man's business like that. But it was sad to see you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, they got three kids together. And uh, if you watched Wild and Out before, you probably seen them interact here and there. Because, you know, Wild and Out Girl, DC is like main cast member on Wild and Out. So, yeah, man, it's just sad. Um, kids shouldn't have to grow up without um, parents, let alone mothers. So, yeah, man, sad, bro. What else we got on here? Oh, yes. This, um, what, Apple WWDC, the Worldwide Developers Conference. Woo. <laughs> I just wanted to talk to y'all about this because, um, this is my favorite part of, like, being an Apple user. <laughs> when they do these, uh, WWDCs to, like, talk about what software and hardware they got coming next i really really fuck with it this one um thing that got me the most ios 17 is on the way ios uh for you android users <laughs> ios 17 or ios period it's just operating system that's what os stands for it's still an operating system that pretty much runs the iphones and ipads the features that I was most like excited for when it came to this new iOS 17 update name drop, which is pretty much going to be instead of me like um, asking you for your number or you asking me for my number, I could just um, airdrop it to you, my contact card. So, you know. Because we all have a contact card in our phones or whatever. They don't really promote it to us like that. But if you go to your um, your contacts or whatever, your contact card is literally like sitting at the top, separated from everything else. It has in parentheses, it says me by it <laughs> to let you know this is for you. This is yours. Um, so we'll be able to airdrop that to people instead of passing out our phone numbers and all this other stuff, which would be dope. Because that will be like the new business card kind of obviously there's like a section on there where you can include your email and your birthday and um any other important life events your social media handles and stuff like that so that'd be dope that we could just airdrop that right away and then they made it even more customizable with this like contact poster or whatever so we can actually choose the photo that like it's gonna take up your entire iphone screen whenever we call you <laughs> i'm really like that because i got some pictures in mind that i want to use um what else the little standby thing i am interested in that now i don't know 
I don't know if I'm gonna spend the extra money to buy the little phone stand or whatever, but I like what it's talking about. Basically, you'll be able to attach your iPhone to this stand magnetically, of course. They do everything magnetically over in Apple land for whatever reason. Um, then it'll turn it sideways into landscape mode, right? And then when it's in landscape mode, it'll be all your important information. So it'll be the obviously the date, the calendar will be there, any reminders you might have set, any alarms you might have set. It'll be a big ass clock display on there so you can see what time it is from across the room. Something on there to let you know how long it's gonna take for your phone to charge or how long until it's fully charged. Like it's a whole thing for it. and then it'll turn into um a picture kind of like slideshow situation like a picture frame of a virtual picture frame you know how they got them things where you can like upload pictures to this frame or whatever i don't know if you ever seen that before have you ever seen that i have i thought about getting one for some people but we'll see either way i just think that's dope because the way they described it they wanted to like give the iphone a purpose for like when it's on a charger like when you're not using it because you need to charge it or are you just busy and you don't need your phone right away just sitting on this little dock stand or whatever and it'll basically turn into an analog clock that has all of the important information that you need to see and i just think that's dope because the watch already does that the apple watch already has a situation where when you put it on the charger or when you dock it somewhere or whatever it turns into like a little clock with important information on it so they just shifting that over to the iphone making it bigger and better to actually like utilize the iphone's amazing screen so that's dope what else was i excited for when it came to this um the live voicemail thing looked pretty cool um, I'm somebody that don't answer the phone when I don't have the number saved in there already or when I can tell that somebody I want to talk to like one of them people that be calling to like hey are you signed up for Medicare like you should do X, Y, and Z like telemarketers and shit so what the live message thing would do is right or live voicemail I should say is when somebody calls you you don't answer the phone or whatever and it's like hey leave a message if you want to you know talk to this motherfucker or something it will actually transcribe the voicemail on screen to you as the person that's on the phone leaving you the voicemail. So after your phone, be like, this phone number is not available right now. Leave a message if you want to talk to them. You want them to call you back. While you on the phone talking about something, yeah, bro, you know what I'm saying? Answer the phone, call the nigga back. That should be showing up on my phone screen. I could decide, okay. I do want to talk to this person and I could pick up while you're in the middle of leaving your voicemail and talk back to you like, yeah, bro, what's going on? Same thing how um, I guess like phones used to be back in the day when when um the answering machine used to pick up like the actual answer machine box. It used to read um, or you used to be able to hear people leaving a voicemail and then answer the phone if you want to talk to them real quick while they still on there leaving your voicemail before they hang up. Either way. I think that feature is going to be cool. Um, the the upgrades to iMessage look like they're going to be really dope. I like that they're trying to clean it up, make it look less cluttered and kind of, you know, streamline it a little bit. FaceTime, um, 
this is probably going to be the most annoying feature. <laughs> I'm thinking about one person specifically. I ain't going to say no names because I don't want to put, I don't want to put her out there like that. Well, I'm thinking of one person specifically, specifically <laughs> who is going to use the fuck out of this feature. And I don't know. I might have to block her. Uh, but it's this gonna be where you can leave you can leave um FaceTime like voicemails? What did they call it? What did they call it? FaceTime messages? FaceTime voice messages? I don't know what they named it specifically or whatever, but basically if somebody don't answer their FaceTime, you can leave them a video message the same way you would leave an audio message on, on a phone call that was unanswered. And I could just see that <laughs> being fun and a problem at the same time. Um, I also like the check-in feature or app. I don't know if it's going to be a feature or a dedicated app, but it's basically a feature that they're adding to where you will be able to check in with your friends if they like leave for some reason. I'll put it like this. Somebody drunk. They decide they want to drive home or catch an Uber, however they decide to get home, whatever. You just know they drunk in a vulnerable um, space because they intoxicated. You can set up the little check check in feature or whatever to like notify you whenever they get home. Or it's supposed to be able to tell if they stop for a long period of time. It'll notify you like, hey, your drunk friend that just left the crib, they've been stopped for like 20 minutes. They might have fell asleep or crashed or something. You might want to check on them. It's really, really dope. It's an automated like feature now versus trying to text and call and being mad when you wake up the next day and realize my homie ain't text me to let them know they made it home safe. Now I got to check in with them. Be like, bro, did you make it? Like, what's going on? Yeah, my bad, bro. I fell asleep as soon as I got in the crib. You know how that shit go. Either way. <laughs> the check-in feature is going to be really really cool especially for people who are like very very intentional about being safe when they're out and drunk and intoxicated with their friends or whatever the case might be it'll just be another way for us to keep you know track of our loved ones most of us we do the whole find my friend situation share your location shit already anyway with the uh iphones or whatever it's just taking the little step further. It's like, we know you separated from this person at 2. They're supposed to have been home by like 2.45. It's now 3.15. The location says they had made it home. Called them. Send a police. Something's going on. I like that. Uh, and then they did the autocorrect thing. Fixed it so we can curse now. And it won't change it to something stupid like duck. Uh, so that's going to be fun. And then the new journal app. I really, really like um, what I saw based on what they presented in the, the showcase or whatever. Because I use the notes app pretty frequently to jot down things, especially to like write out these episodes. Um, the journal app, like a more streamlined version of that. And then it's actually a journal. So if I want to put my innermost, deepest thoughts in there. And have it encrypted <laughs> like you would a real journal that you can write in. That's what it's there for. But it's also got all this like cool integration. So if you wanted to like make a journal entry about, I don't know, um, an amazing vacation you had, like you can include the pictures in there and, you know, whatever songs you was listening to that really turned your shit up, <laughs> videos and all this other stuff. And then you can write a whole essay to yourself. 
you know, whatever journals are for, you can use it on the journal app. I probably would transition to using that app instead of using the notes app so much. So um, I'm excited for that just because I like the features that are going to be packed into it. Um, that was mostly it, though. I do like the adaptive audio feature that they um including in this update as well, where it'll basically lower the volume of your AirPods whenever somebody is speaking to you. You don't have to like do it yourself. You just turn on the adaptive audio and then whenever your surroundings picks up that somebody is trying to communicate with you, it'll just lower the AirPods in your ear, turn your music down to an audible level but still allow for you to hear what's being said to you or, you know, any sounds and things happening around you that you might need to be aware of. But I don't have AirPods, so I won't be able to use that feature because it'll be AirPod Pro specific, I believe. I was the second generation AirPods Pro and I don't have even a first generation AirPods standards <laughs> like I like a certain kind of headphone when I'm listening to music and yeah so i've never just really been called to like get airpods i see people with them or whatever if somebody gifted them to me i would use them but i'm more of an over-the-ear headphone kind of guy because i like to actually be able to hear what's going on with my music that's a whole nother conversation i think we talked about speakers and audio and stuff before but i'm just a little stickler for that because i'm me um but either way that was pretty much it some cool features coming i'm excited for it can't wait to um you know go ahead and update my phone i think it says it's gonna drop in september which is when the new iphones will come out that's usually around the time that they do these big ios updates when they about to drop the new iphones and stuff like that so i'm excited but that's it for the headlines let's go ahead close this thing up jam listen to some music real quick and then we can jump into the game chat Messy, get them girls off the stage Cause somebody's gonna get taken Somebody's gonna invade On a one-on-one conversation I'm ducked off from the world I'm immersed in the PlayStation And I ain't worried about her It's a thousand hers out waiting We gon' fuck up the world Excuse me, but it's that your girl Didn't mean to possess your girl Baby, I'm high profile Don't ever tell them you met me, girl They gon' think that you read me, girl 5'7", I'm messy, girl Alright, so game chat As y'all know um, the gaming world, <laughs> the gaming community, the gaming industry, like we on 10 right now. There is a bunch being discussed when it comes to games. That's typical. But like right now, it's on overdrive. Why? Um, the PlayStation Showcase for one, which I'll delve into that like slightly in a little bit. <laughs> um... Summer Games Fest is going on right now. So a bunch of new stuff is being uh, talked about. You know, we got some like gameplay trailers for some really dope games like Mortal Kombat 1. Um, <clears throat> Ubisoft revealed Prince of Persia, The Last Crown coming to Nintendo Switch um, January 2024. What else? A bunch, just just a bunch. The uh, new Spider-Man Two game has a October what twentieth, sometime in October of this year. They released in Spider-Man Two, which that was probably the most exciting thing that's happened thus far, right? Because 
<laughs> after the gameplay trailer from the PlayStation showcase, I was like, oh, so yeah, I definitely need to like finish Spider-Man 1 and play the Miles Morales uh, DLC edition situation so I could prepare <laughs> for Spider-Man 2. Like, just go ahead and knock it out. And I'm pretty far in the story for Spider-Man 1. And then I don't think the uh, Miles Morales add-on is like super long either. So I can do that. But after seeing that the release date is literally October for Spider-Man 2, I said to myself, you know what? <laughs> I'm not even going to trip. I'm not going to worry about it. I will try. But if I don't make it, I don't care. I'm going to get Spider-Man 2 when it comes out. Because that game looks fire. Based on the trailer anyway, I'm uh, invested. Like fully. And I just want to be. So I'm going to try. I'm going to make a valiant effort. Because I already have the game. Spider-Man 1. And like I said, I'm pretty far in it. So I'm pretty sure I could beat it before October. The Miles Morales edition, I don't know how many hours the average playtime is for that, but I feel like I can. But it don't matter. <laughs> October when that shit drop, I'm gonna be ready. Um so yeah, man, like let's just talk about some of this stuff going on with the um Summer Game Fest real quick, right? Because Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I'm interested. I haven't uh beat remake yet <laughs> keep keep with all these backlog games uh but i want this game right uh we got a gameplay trailer for it and on top of that releases early 2024 so i have time uh what else i want to get more to combat one crash team rumble looks really really dope which is um interesting because that it's like a party game but but not Either way, it's supposed to be live service because they kicking this shit off season one with uh, two two new characters already. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but I'm interested. Crash is a you know very very dope IP, and then on top of that, party games. That means just you know I can kick shit with my friends on the um <laughs> on the party chat and just have a good time playing this game. Uh, what else? A bunch of different stuff. They showcased some things that the PlayStation Showcase already kind of took care of. But like I said, Summer Game Fest is like still underway. So I'm pretty sure because what? At time of recording, the Ubisoft Showcase um, just wrapped. And they talked about, because I did watch uh, a majority of it. and talked about their new Assassin's Creed game. Um, the Prince of Persia game and one other thing today was like oh is it called Starfield some like really big open world space game they working on it actually looked pretty dope Um, only reason I'm like having trouble remembering the name is because the new Star Wars game is supposed to be very very similar to that that's been announced during the summer game fest at some point so i'm still trying to digest everything happening um something else that was really dope happening today um capcom they created a new website called capcom town um it's really just to celebrate 
the 40th anniversary of Capcom. So if you go to capcomtown.capcom.com, it'll pull up this like immersive website or whatever, and you can actually play retro games on this website. So they have like Street Fighter 2 on there, Final Fight. Uh, Mega Man 1, 2, and X. Like, just a bunch of their, like, really popular Capcom games that, you know, we've come to know and love from them. You can play these games on this uh, Capcom Town website. Now, I haven't gotten the opportunity to play the games, so I'm not sure, like, if you need to play on a laptop or a PC or whatever, but... These are older games. I'm looking at the website now. It's a bunch of like uh, flash um, programming or technology used on it. So I'm assuming most of these um, older games, especially because the older games are like super, super small compared to the size of games we have now. Pretty sure these are just flash games you can play real quick. Either way, if you are a Capcom fan, check that out. Because uh, I think that's really, really dope. They're celebrating their 40th by letting us play the old games for free on a cool website. That's dope. I uh, didn't really get to talk to y'all much about the PlayStation Showcase. I went into it briefly with Webster Style over on the NRW Checkpoint. Check that out. I forget which episode we talked about it on. But it had to be the one right after the PlayStation Showcase. Because I think we recorded the same day. So if you're interested on my thoughts, head over there. What I will say here really quick, though, I enjoyed the PlayStation Showcase. Um, Webster brought up a really good point that they didn't really talk too much about any like exclusive or first party games. Like most of these games that they debuted during the showcase, they're going to be coming to other consoles. So that did kind of like let me down just like a little smidge because I do I do want more like information as much information as possible, really. And we can get for um. What's that? Final Fantasy? No, not Final Fantasy. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 4. Like, I really... I'm ready for more information. And I know gamers across the world are anticipating Grand Theft Auto 6, which, you know, I don't care, but I do know that it's a highly anticipated game. So, I don't know. I still thought the uh, showcase was pretty dope. Every trailer like made me interested in these games the ones that stuck out the most though um phantom blade zero that uh like action samurai game and like a feudal like asian land somewhere obviously <laughs> but giving me ghost of tashima vibes with like much faster pace i really really like that i'm probably gonna get that game when it comes out sword of the sea this is like really, really beautiful, colorful open world. And the main character was like riding around on his sword in this open world. That looked cool to me as well. Mm. Foamsters or Foam Stars, which is pretty much <laughs> PlayStation's version of uh, Splatoon. Probably going to get that, especially if it's free, because it'll be another like live service. <laughs> be another live service like party game that i could just queue up and play when i'm just um chilling and not wanting to put too much thought and time and attention into like a super hardcore game like apex or 
Overwatch or Destiny or something. Something where I need my focus and skill level to be at max in order for me to win. Looking forward to Foam Stars. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be free. I don't know if I said that. Um, Metal Gear Solid Delta. Now, I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game before, at least not to completion. I've, like, dabbled here and there. But this particular Metal Gear Solid is supposed to be a remake for Snake Eater. That's why the subtitle is Snake Eater. So I think I'm going to get this because they say Snake Eater is the best one. So I feel like this would be a good game to get <laughs> just to get into the Metal Gear Solid universe because it's a really really dope game that franchise as a whole has like withstood the test of time and I don't know I'm on board at this point I want to play um Final Fantasy 16 that looked really really fire it's the first Final Fantasy game that is like new to the franchise and I'm like super interested in playing so I'm gonna probably get that um obviously Street Fighter 6 cause that demo was fire so I'm gonna get that I think it's out now actually um and then yeah they talked about the VR stuff which I don't plan on getting PlayStation VR anytime soon so that is what it is um they showcased like what Bungie is working on specifically um, marathon which i found out that that's like their first ever game and they bringing it back making it live service and tuning it up to make it like dope so i'm interested to see how that works out and then that new destiny 2 dlc that i talked about earlier mm, and then they introduced the playstation 5 hardware um project q handheld which i'm still on the fence about it I feel like <laughs> I feel like I want it way more than I need it. And the only reason I feel like that is because I don't feel like it will add any value to my gaming experience. Like I feel like it's just a substitute for your phone with the little control things you can attach to it. If it's not gonna do anything past that as far as playing, like if I can't download games to it, if I strictly have to rely on share play or or uh, remote play and Wi-Fi across all of this stuff, I'm probably going to skip it because whenever I'm traveling and I want to bring a console, it's always the Switch. I never think about packing up my PlayStation <laughs> and taking it anywhere. This uh, handheld Q device could be like a good supplement for that if I want to take PlayStation stuff with me, but I don't see it like doing anything special that I can't just do on my phone via remote play like I have an iPhone the 12 Pro Max so my screen is fire and then the little plug-in controller thing I don't think those cost they less than a hundred dollars so I, I would much rather do that <laughs> I would much rather do that than buy this handheld Q thing that can only be used on Wi-Fi and yeah because at least the phone got 5G on it so I could uh, remote play from pretty much anywhere right I think I never remote play I don't know if you have to be on Wi-Fi but either way you know ambitious uh but if it's not gonna be 
a I don't know current version of the PSP then I'm gonna probably not <laughs> get that because it would be a waste of money um outside of that though because like I said summer game fest still going on so we could sit up here and talk for like ever about all of the stuff happening there I'll probably do like a more streamlined recap of it on a later episode once summer game fest is actually done but outside of that um let me see oh i started digging into my back catalog <laughs> so i don't know if you saw but me and webster we did a uh segment on nrw checkpoint like for the new year episode or whatever oh what games are you interested in completing from your back catalog Guardians of the Galaxy was one of the games I mentioned. And what do you know? I've started back playing it and progressing further into completing the story. I'm really, really close. Um, I have one more move to unlock for group. The rest of the Guardians, they all their abilities are unlocked. And then the part of the story that I'm on now, I'm trying to rescue Adam Warlock as well as obviously Peter Quill's daughter. But um I don't know man. Jumping back into this game was really, really dope. It reminds me that the story is really, really good. And I'm really interested in seeing how it like plays out. Cause this is a brand new story specifically for the game. You're not gonna find this story in no comic books anywhere or any movies. So I'm really, really um hype to kind of like finish it so i've been playing it here and there i'm probably gonna finish it sometime in the next i don't know month or two this has been taking my time though because <laughs> there's other things happening with current games like um my hero ultra rumble that game is gonna be dope it's like my hero academia and apex got together and had a baby it's my hero it's apex but with my hero academia characters so i say it like that that's that's more accurate <laughs> either way um they had an open beta i played it won a few matches lost most of them had a good time 100 percent of the time <laughs> it's fun um i like that you you know apex you open up like crates and stuff or whatever and they're like mods to make your guns better or give you more armor and stuff like that in this game, we open up the crates. It's, it's um, like skill cards in there to make your attack stronger or more faster or whatever they need to be in order for you to have a leg up whenever you get into these uh, battles. It's 3v3. Um, Battle Royale. So, Apex. <laughs> but with My Hero Academia characters. And it was a good time when it officially launches because i think the beta is closed now so when it officially launches definitely going to be downloading that because it's going to be free to play and um having a ball with it because i love my hero academia as an anime and apex is a fire game even though it's like lost my attention here over the past couple seasons i still pick it up from time to time just to go in and shoot and see how far i can make it in some of these battle royales i really like the extra modes and um apex like arenas well they took that out but you know what i'm saying everything except battle royale either way i still play from time to time this one's probably gonna take up all of that time that i would 
possibly put back in the apex because i don't know it's just not holding my attention like it used to i don't know either way that's dope and then overwatch uh two just announced season five which is gonna bring some cool uh pve kind of experiences even though they said they scrapped the whole pve like side that they was building out they still have like these story mode missions that have been in the game really since overwatch one so they got new ones coming um tracer is going to be the focus of this season so she's getting a mythic skin that's going to be really really dope i like the design of it uh what else is going on in season five i just watched the trailer not too long ago but yeah the battle pass focuses on tracer with her mythic skin thing new story mode missions oh uh the summer games are coming so lucio ball is returning that's always a fun thing to just play in the arcade so yeah overwatch 2 is moving they released the roadmap for i think season six because we got a new support hero coming up in the next season which i'm really really excited about the character looks dope oh season five new skins ready for those because I've been maining Life Weaver. I'm getting better with Life Weaver. So I need a new skin to show off that I'm dedicated to the character. So, mm, Overwatch Season 5 looks dope. And then everything that they detailed in the roadmap moving past Season 5 looks dope as well. Obviously, I'll talk more about it as those things tend to pop up. Season 5 goes live. Was it June 13th? So probably... The day this comes out or shortly after <laughs> either way really really um hype for season five just because i love overwatch i play that shit like more than any other game and it's dope <laughs> but that's pretty much it for the game chat man it was a lot of um like i said summer games fest is still underway and who knows what's going to be announced next so we'll discuss as that happens but for now let's just go ahead close that up play some music then the playlist so we can talk about the music bet <laughs> pound town just left pound town let my nigga he just took a bitch down yeah that nigga dig a bitch down yeah that nigga eat me out. Hey yo, red, my name is Pink. I made him go get that ink. Let him eat that pretty pussy. Now he keep trying to link. I I'm pimping Pinky Ring. His ex is his Winky Dink. I'm about to pop a thingy, then sip on his drinky drink. Hit the grip, put my bitches dip. Nigga with my tip. I'ma flip like a hundred bricks. Get back with my licks. I'm a bitch. I want fish and grits. Throwing hissy fits. Alright, so the playlist for this particular episode. Again, jam pack. We had a lot of music come out since the last episode. I apologize once again. <laughs> For not being around to talk about this stuff. I hope this episode's not getting too long for you. But if you still listening to me, I fuck with you. Uh what we got? Oh, okay, so Dirk and Cole put out the All My Life song, right? It had a video and everything. I like the video. Um, I think the video is dope. I'm gonna be real though, right? I'm not a huge fan of songs with like kids on the chorus like that <laughs> like hard not life 
with Jay-Z or whatever. I was never, then this, this didn't move me. Um, what else? It, you know, when they put kids or they have those like mousy, squeaky love voices on songs, like those unmature voices on on songs, I tend to, I don't know, I just, for whatever reason, I don't like it. <laughs> but what I say about this on my life record, it is growing on me. I, I will say that. Um, I'm starting to look past the childish voices on the hook, the little choir of children, um, and get into like the beat. The beat is really, really fire. And then it's a good message. I really like the message of the hook, the chorus or whatever. And it fits the beat like perfectly. So it's a cool song. I'm not uh, I'm not mad at it. It's just the kids thing. That should be throwing me off whenever I hear it. Like why why is this uh uh why do they have kids on this fucking song like and it's always a song talking about the struggle and what you got doing the streets and all this other stuff like I just rather not I feel like Cole and Dirt could have did that <laughs> of course they wouldn't have sounded like a children's choir but um it would be better to me just audibly or not audibly but um, sonically it would sound better to me. Cause when I'm listening to the song and I sing it myself, I'd be like, "This sound far." They've been trying to keep me down. They've been trying to keep me down. <laughs> Whenever I'm saying it, oh my lie, it be sounding fine to me. So I don't know why they chose the kids thing, but you know, it's what it is. I just, you know, I would prefer to keep the kids off the explicit records. What they talking about? Um, hitting niggas. And what they had to do to get by, how shit was trying to keep them down, people was doing X, Y, Z. It's just, you know, kids on the hook, but then the subject matter is very, very adult. So I don't know, but it is what it is. Like I said, the record is growing on me, so I'm cool, I guess. Uh, Real Boston Richie, he put out a song accompanied with a video called My Image. Um, the song was fired to me. I really, really liked the beat and the flow he decided to use on this song and i respect that you know with all these like snitching allegations or whatever that he's trying to fight i respect that he's still going with his music video is cool it's a rap nigga video another you know in the streets money um women cars corner stores and probably some guns i think i saw some chains in there as well you know either way Bad Bunny put out a song as well, Where She Goes, with a cool video for it. Um, I think that's the part of the entire experience that gravitated me towards the song the most. Because I know a little Spanish, you know what I'm saying? I do my Duolingos every day. I'm on there trying to learn Espanol. And um, I can actually understand things. I can read Spanish better than I could here because spanish spanish people talk really fast hispanic people i don't know the proper term but those who speak spanish uh, as a first language y'all tend to talk fast <laughs> when y'all in y'all bag so just like bad bunny every other word every other five words <laughs> and then i know what yo means and i know that if it's an o on the end of whatever word you're talking about yourself and you know i, I mean i know spanish it just 
I don't necessarily understand everything Bad Bunny is saying in this record. However, the visuals are stunning. And that's where the record shines for me. Um, now, I have uh, Spanish-speaking friends who actually like the song a lot. So, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's really, really good. Um, and then the videos always get millions and millions of views on YouTube. So, I know the video fine. But, um, you know, still working on understanding what he's saying in the song i got the premise though where she goes <laughs> uh diddy the city girls fabulous act bad act bad act bad act bad if you look good act bad if you look good <laughs> i fought with this record i fought with this record it's definitely gonna be one of the songs of the summer um i don't know it's, it's brilliant diddy he got Fabulous, who is like well known for putting out a good summertime hit from New York. You know, Diddy, you know, here in New York as well. They got that whole situation going on. They work well together. They make good music. Come on down south, grab the city girls who they seem to steal the summer every summer since they've come out. Like it seems to just be a city girl summer every summer since city girls been a thing. So. It's a perfect marriage to me. Nice, upbeat, up-tempo record. Fab slid on his verse. Um, you know, Diddy gave us some bars or whatever. That was cool. Him and Fab did a little back and forth thing. I feel like Fab wrote the entire verse and Diddy just, you know, put his his voice on, his inflections and everything, which is fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't, um... I don't hate that, because we know that about Diddy. Like, he's he raps, but he's not, like, a rapper. He'll get somebody fired to write his verse real fast um so that's cool i ain't, ain't uh, i'm not mad he's owning that i'm a producer and sometimes i want my voice to be i want to be dancing in the videos <laughs> i want to be dancing in the videos fuck whatever everybody else talking about <laughs> uh but i really fought with the record the video is very very fun as well that is how um i assume or i'm hoping for at least one or two of my uh, summertime days to go you know what i'm saying I, it don't need to be like every weekend because i have priorities and i'm on tour you know i'm traveling and doing my thing or whatever but pool um you know liquor um you know debauchery <laughs> i want i want i want to be on the turn up moment too like having a good time um but i really really uh Really, really fought that record. It really made me want to, like I said, hit a pool party, which, you know, I don't like heat like that to be outside. I, pools don't cool me down, despite what everybody tends to believe about water. Oh, if it's, it's hot outside. Go to the beach. Go to the pool. That'll cool you down. You're still outside in the sun. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, as soon as you get out of the water, it's going to be hot. <laughs> standing in the water you're going to be the, the parts of your body you can't submerge because you don't want to go in the water you can't swim x y and z or you're going to be hot i mean i know how to swim I, i'll go in the water really fast but i just rather i like to swim at nighttime that there we go or when the sun is down or when it's cloudy outside if it's beaming fucking hot i'll stay in the air conditioner and wait for the sun to uh go about his business and then i get in the pool because it still be hot at nighttime, especially in florida either way act bad 
act bad, act bad, act bad. I fuck with it. Uh, Taylor and Ice Spice put out this Karma remix. The video is dope. Um, very, very big budget. You could tell that. Um, shout out to Ice Spice for getting this look. That was really, really dope of uh, Taylor Swift. Because Taylor Swift, she don't really... Uh, yeah, she don't really collaborate with rappers very often. I know she got the Bad Blood song with Kendrick. I don't remember her collaborating with any other rappers. I'm also not like a huge Taylor Swift fan. She probably got like one album that I could say like, okay, this shit. She had, she got some jams on here. And I, I would never take that away from Taylor Swift. She got hits. It's just her music is not for me. And she makes it clear. So I don't feel bad. The songs that she ended up putting out that I'm like, okay, this is a cool little bop. Okay, I fuck with it. Other than that, I don't I don't check for Taylor Swift music. <laughs> she Taylor Swift is probably the one artist that if I hear them on the radio, that'll be the only way I know they got music out, and I would decide like, okay, that's a good song, or I'd be like, another mediocre record from Taylor Swift, and it just go on about my um life. Open my Spotify and put on <laughs> fucking Future as somebody, but. Yeah, she hasn't really uh, collaborated with very many rappers. So shout out to Ice Spice for getting that collab. Um, you you would think Taylor would have uh, did a record with Nicki by now, with how how close their careers have been in terms of music. Like Super Bass probably wouldn't be what it was if Taylor Swift had not shouted that song out. And um, and Nicki has given Taylor some very very iconic moments in her career as well. So. I don't know, but moving forward, um, I don't really care for this remix. I don't. Um, Isis versus Cool, you know what I'm saying? I don't really feel like it fit the song, but it did what it needed to do as far as um, being on the song. They want to collaborate, they collaborate it. It is what it is. I'm not, you know, I listened to it, watched the video. Decided the video was way better than the song, and then that I really liked the Ice Spice got this amazing look from somebody as big as Taylor Swift, and I was like, all right, cool, moving along, like I'm finna do now. Kendrick and Baby Keem, the Hillbillies. I really, really fought with this song and video. I think I spoke about this before on the pod. I like when artists do like the little behind the scenes or I'm on location. You know what I'm saying? Having a rich nigga slash regular nigga life because they just be out on the streets doing regular nigga shit you know with they friends but then they rich so they could like buy a bunch of stuff and go into fancy stores and security is going to be protecting them at all times nice cars you know i like these kind of videos this one looked like they uh shot most of it or some of the clips came from i guess they had a trip to london and then um they used the video to announce that Tyler Creators uh, Festival Camp Flog Nas Returning, which that is on my list. It's on the list. <laughs> I'm probably going to be going. I'm waiting for the, um, the lineup to come out to decide if I want to go or not. But they shot some of the scenes in at uh, LA's Dodger Stadium. So, yeah, man. Uh, I fought with the record. Um, Kendrick and Baby Keen, they like floated over that song. I really, really like that. This lo-fi kind of Jersey club type beat that had like a dope sample on it. The whole song is fire. They put the video out 
immediately I went to Spotify to like add it to my playlist. They ain't put the shit on none of the streaming services for like another week and a half. I'm, every day I'm on it like, God damn, when they gonna add this shit so I can put it on my playlist? Finally made it happen. Now I'm jamming. Um, hopefully, hopefully, I'll be going to Camp Fog now because I do want to see Tyler the Creator live. I've never seen him live. And after his performance on, I think the past, would it be T Awards from last year or the year before? And then he had another performance that I watched on, um, like a live stream. I think it might have been Coachella. But either way, fire set, fire performance. I want to see it live because it's very theatrical in nature, even though, you know, it's him doing music the props and everything and how he transitions the songs and the little interludes he be having. It looks like a, um, a very theatrical musical performance, not unlike Kanye. Kanye does that as well. His, 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 um, performances, his concerts and everything, his tours, they be very, very theatrical. Also another reason why I'm excited to see Beyonce on the Renaissance tour. Cause I feel like she pulling out the stop. She ain't really trying to dance that hard. So something about a foot surgery and, you know, she's getting older. I think <laughs> I think um, homecoming really whooped her ass. Homecoming really put Beyonce through her paces and she was just like, you know what? I don't have to <laughs> don't have to do this choreo like this. I could dial it back some. So I feel like that's what's happening with the Renaissance, too. But I'm still excited to see it because all these clips surfacing shit look fire. Uh, but that's beside the point. Uh Kendrick and Baby King. Since we're talking about Beyonce, though, uh, Kendrick jumped on America Has a Problem. So now there's a version out there without Kendrick. And there's a slightly remixed version out there with Kendrick that Beyonce officially released. And I fought with that because Kendrick slid on that beat. I was thinking to myself, like, does the rumor is that Act 2 is going to be um, just a remix album for Renaissance? So every song will probably have a feature on it from an artist and be remixed a little bit. She might add like one or two new songs also just because Beyonce is like, she liked that as an artist. Like she's not just going to put out an album full of remixes. It's going to be a new song on there as well, I think, if it's true. Um, But in me thinking about like who Beyonce could have had on some of these records, because if you pay attention to Renaissance or just pull up the track list real quick, you will see that there are only three features on this entire project. The album, 16 songs, one hour and two minutes in listening time. Um, Beam is featured on Energy, which makes sense because he's the person that's um, speaking on the chorus or, yeah, singing on the chorus. And then Move has Grace Jones and Tim's on it, which you can hear their vocals on the uh, record. Grace Jones is talking, and uh, I think Tim got, like, some vocals on there that you can hear. Either way, that's it. So I'm like, okay, now that we're getting these remixes, like the Cuff It Weather remix, uh, America Has a Problem with Kendrick on it, I was thinking, like, if somebody was to jump on America Has a Problem, it would either be Kendrick or Nicki. Like, those are the only two artists that I could hear, like, like getting down with that beat. Maybe Chance. Chance could rap on that kind of beat as well. Chance the Rapper. Um, Who else? 
yeah, I only hear them three on there. Either way, I hope that's uh, going to be a thing. I like this record with Kendrick on it. Um, I'm not like super blown away by this like version of the song, but I do like it. Because it's one of my top fives <laughs> from Renaissance. And obviously, Kendrick is one of my top five favorite rappers, and he slid. So I like the record. It's just when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay. Kendra jumped on this. Cool. I like what Dochi did as well. She put her version out on YouTube. You know, I guess Top Dog didn't even think to ask Beyonce if she could like make it an official remix. So Dochi was like, you know, I could just say this is a freestyle and put it on YouTube and they can live over there. She slid though. Uh outside of that, what else we had? Oh, Sexy Red and Nikki. Coochie Pink, Booty Hole, Brown, <laughs> Brown Town 2, Fire. I'm happy for Sexy Red and her team. Um, that record, oddly enough, I fuck with it. I just like the ratchetness of it. <laughs> it remind me of my uh, homegirls from Florida who are just, you know, turnt like that. <laughs> they just be having a good time. Uh, no video. Nikki slid on the verse. So that's cool. We don't even really need a video because Nikki, she did what she needed to do on the actual song. I fuck with it. Shout out to Sexy Red. Um, and then Lotto and Cardi, they did put it on the flow again, which I already like put it on the flow. I know, you know, the whole beef between the girls and all the other stuff. They ain't really my, you know, my my speed. I like the I like the competitiveness. But I'm not going to be like, oh, well, because Nikki is my favorite female rapper and on my top five as far as rappers are concerned, period. Anybody she beef with, I don't fuck with them. Like, no, nah, I give these other people's music a chance and let that determine whether or not I'm going to listen to them. I fuck with Put It On The Floor. Didn't necessarily need Put It On The Floor again, especially because Lotto's second verse on Put On The Floor it's good. I know Cola Ray had a little problem with it or whatever, but I still fuck with that verse. Um, so at first I was like, damn, why they took off uh Lotto's second verse? I really fuck with it. But they put out another version where it's Lotto's first verse and then Cardi verse and then Lotto's second verse from the from the original record. So I like that version a lot better. It 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 makes sense. And I don't mind Cardi's verse. I think um what I'm still trying to grapple with as far as Cardi, I don't know. She don't enunciate all the way, which that could just be her, uh, what they call it, her like accent or whatever. But sometimes it takes away from the impact of her um, like bars and her punchlines. I have to listen like two or three times and be like, oh, you know what? She actually snapped right there. That was a good bar. Either way albums that came out uh summer walker with clear two soft life ep i fuck with the project wholeheartedly um there was a point in time where summer addressed it she was like the clear album and series or whatever is for you know a different set of ears and you can hear it you listen to clear two it sound like um Erica Badu 
had a lot of production on here or influence. It's, it's, it's one of those like neo soul kind of feels. And I fought with it. I really, really like this project. Um, and then she also said the radio stuff, the trap R&B shit that she's like blown up for. That'll be on like <laughs> the official like studio albums. So I actually like that. I like the duality here. I like that she's able to step onto that like Erica Badu soul neo soul kind of vibe, that Jill Scott Anthony Stone kind of wave, and give us that that floetry kind of vibe, and give us that on the clear um, project, and then go back to what's current with the uh, R&B girls, the trap shit, the trap soul, trap R&B, R and trap, trap and bass, R and bass, all that shit on the uh you know those radio records with the samples and everything all that shit on the like studio albums i fuck with that because i like summer's music so both sides i enjoy cole's hug standout record obviously because cole's verse was fire and i really like summer's vocals on there even though i kind of wanted her to give me a verse i understand why she didn't it was very very impactful to kind of just let her cover the um hooks and things like that and then Cole came in with his hug. I fought with that. Because um, the, the song was supposed to be just like a audio hug, quote unquote, to Summer Walker. So she didn't really need to add nothing because he was talking to her specifically. It wasn't supposed to be like a song. But it was dope. So I fought with it. Um, new type. And what was the other song? Hard Life. Those are my two favorite songs on the project. Like I said, I like the project as a whole. But those two, fire. I love Childish Gambino's verse. I really, really love that he was able to, like, get into that kind of bag and match Summer's energy with the kind of Neo Soul feel. Like, his voice fit perfect. And then, you know, he's a really, really good rapper. Like, Summer, like uh, Childish Gambino's really dope. So, all of that. <laughs> like, I'm just really, really fun with that. That whole record. Uh, I don't know Trick Daddy. <laughs> don't know Trick Daddy. Like it or whatever, but... Oh, well. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. I really like that summer of showcasing her versatility as far as R&B is concerned. Like, she's, like, really... Because the, the album prior to this, Over It, Still Over It, it had, like, some dance R&B on there, whatever, and all kind of shit. Like, she's really, she has, like, a at least one R&B song for, like, every, like, sub-genre underneath R&B. She got the trap shit. She got them dance records. She got the shit you can skate to in the roller skating. Now she done uh, slid over here. She got ballads. Now she done slid over here to the Erica Badu side, the Solange side of things. Like she's really like encompassing R&B as an entire whole and like putting herself musically in all of the little crevices and spaces that R&B houses um, as a genre to little sub areas. So I really, really fought with that. Kate Mene put out their project. For those of you who may not be familiar, um, Kay Tremine is a duo that consists of well-known rapper Amine, 
I'm, some of you may not. <laughs> some of y'all may not know Amine, but Amine and Katrinata, who is a producer, who you may or may not know. Either way, um, individually, the music is fire. Um, together, the music is fire. So I was thoroughly like excited to uh, check this project out when I when they first released uh, Forever featuring uh for real the project as a whole um is really really good in my opinion um Tronada, he <laughs> he snapped on those beats i like every single beat that i've heard on this project it's actually crazy because not many projects are able to grip me like that from a from a production standpoint there's always some part of an album where the production kind of falls off a little bit and it's really up to the artist to carry, you know, that particular song. Um, yeah. So I was, uh, I wouldn't say surprised cause, cause Kate he's a really, really good, um, producer. Like I know his work. I was just, I don't know. I don't know what the word is. Pleasantly surprised, I should say. I don't know. Um, either way, beats are fire. Uh, very, very versatile. Um, they cover like a lot of, well, at least from what I was listening to, they cover like a lot of black genres from like the early 90s and early 2000s. Very, very hip hop, but like that side of hip hop that's a little bit more... Um, expansive when it comes to the different type of sounds and instrumentations used in the beat so think like pharrell timbaland will i am like that side of like hip-hop and mainstream black music it's that but it's also very like specific to k and then you know me name he got on there and snap like not a bad verse at all I've, i haven't heard one um they open with the album with who he is which Immediately, I was like, I want Busta Rhymes to get on this. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I do know why. It sounds like something that Busta Rhymes would rap on. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, if they decide to do some kind of remixes or part twos to these songs or whatever, I think Busta Rhymes would sound good on who he is. Um, but outside of that, I like all the songs. Uh, West Side um, is Fire. I playlisted that one. Master P probably has to be my favorite track on there because Big Sean, like, he ate that fucking beat up. Big Sean, he's one of those rappers. He's in my top 10, but he alternates with, like, the number five spot in my top five, like, quite frequently. It really just depends on <laughs> between, like, him and Future and maybe, like, one or two other artists or rappers that I can't think of right now, they they kind of pick up in that number five spot and then they might slip, but they always in the top ten. Wayne is in, is one of those artists as well, Little Wayne. Um, but Big Sean ate like he snapped on that fucking. This is like he got the best verse. <laughs> he got the best verse on that fucking song. I really, really, really fuck with Master P. Um, shut the fuck up three is really <laughs> it's really really good which is interesting because i don't know if the three is like a 
stylization kind of thing. Like they just put the three there to kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> make it look, <laughs> make it look uh, dope. Or if it's like the third of the shut the fuck up franchise. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't, I've never, I'm not sure. I probably, you know what? I have to uh, look that up. Because maybe Amina has like shut the fuck up two or something. He does. <laughs> there we go. Shut the fuck up one and two are Amina records, which I need to double back. Because I just, I'm fairly new to um, Amina's music. Um, good for you. No. 2.5. Actually, Limbo is where I like got into him or whatever. And then 2.5, I was like, okay, I'm a fan. I could check his uh, stuff out whenever he dropped. Um, but Shut the Fuck Up or STFU 1 and 2 are on his two earlier projects, his first two albums. So I need to spin the block because um, STFU 3, 5. I, E-Y-E, <laughs> featuring Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg eight. Now nah, he's Snoop Dogg slick. And you know, Snoop Dogg is a is a <laughs> he's an older rapper that doesn't take anything away from his talent or whatever. I'm just saying he's been in the game for a long time. So when you and he's reached a legendary status, so he don't really do much music anymore. So when you hear a verse from uh Snoop Dogg or whatever, like you know, like, oh, this new Snoop, I ain't heard it. Fire. He slid. Like and I like the um the actual like instrumentation. If you think about all the music that uh Snoop Dogg has done with Pharrell, um like beautiful and stuff like that, like that's the vibe of I. Like it's one of those kind of beats where it's like it's not like straight up hip hop. It got some other instruments in there that could kind of lend towards a, a dance vibe or like a pop vibe, but he slid nonetheless. Same thing with Amina. Like they handled that song. I really, really fuck with it. Um, overall though, the project is fire. I playlisted a good amount of those songs. Um, I just. I want another album from them now. <laughs> I do. Like this was the the duo, the team up that I didn't know I needed. I've been getting a lot deeper or as of late, um hip hop has been pushing out more like joint projects between artist and producer, most notably um Hit Boy. He's that's like his whole shtick really. Like he produced um Nas's last three projects, King Disease One, Two, and Three. Are we at three yet? Yes. King Disease One, Two, and Three. He produced those entire projects for Nas. Um he did a joint project where he produced everything and the artist was uh Music Soul Child. So it's a bunch of like Music Soul Child records that were produced by Hit Boy and they sound all amazing. Like that entire project is fire. Um he just put out another project recently where he kind of took the Metro Boomin' approach where he had a whole bunch of different artists just kind of get on his beats or whatever, but he raps as well, so you can hear him on there too. I really, really fuck with Hit Boy. He's one of those like uh, producers that turn rapper but never went away from producing, still very much a producer, but he raps on the side. I fuck with that. Um, I say all that to say 
I like these kind of joint projects. What K Tremine just did, I would like for more artists to do that. Get you, you know, Metro Boomin, he's good at that. He did he did um with Twenty One Savage, they do that kind of thing. I want more producers to start taking on more um artist roles in the sense of being like the face of their projects but then still being producers you know in the sense of um like making the beats and making sure the artists sound good on those beats and working with you know not too many you know we could just do one or two artists and like crafting like a really solid body of work like taking an artist and being like hey i really fuck with everything you do let me produce an entire project for you and we co-own it or whatever joint whatever just like catch me they just did it's dope though um i know we talked about little dirk earlier on my see it sounds good when i say it just sounds like regular me you don't need no uh kids on there <laughs> um i'm still listening to or sitting with um uh, dirk's project because it's not I don't know. It's not a project that is like an instant. Like, oh yeah, I really, really fuck with this. Like, I could tell Dirk is going through some things on this album, and it's starting to affect his music a little bit. Not necessarily, you know, that he sound like trash and like that. Like, the project is not bad. It's just I'm still in the process of digesting everything. Um, but I did manage to pick a few off of the song or after the projects that I like. A few of the songs. Um, War About It featuring 21 Savage Fire I fuck with that record off of uh, Lil Durk's Almost Heal album and You Got Him I really like that record as well and then you know like I said All My Life Is Growing On Me so I guess I can say I like that one uh, same thing with Money Bag Yo he just put a new project out uh, Heart To Love and this project is uh, I mean I don't know. I'm not like a super big money bag. Yo fan. Like I like his hits, his, you know, his singles that we know him for. I like those more than I do his projects. I've never given like a full project, my time and attention, but because he's been pretty consistent with like the singles and everything and all of the, these hits that he's been churning out, you know what I'm saying? Doing stuff with Glorilla and things like that. I was like, okay, let me check this album out. So I'm sitting with it, right? Still sitting with it. It's not a bad project. I was able to playlist three of these songs, and I'm still like listening to the project on a fairly consistent basis to like make sure I feel how I feel about it. Either way, um, keep it low. Featuring Future, fire. I fuck with that one. Um, F my BM. Yes, this nigga made a song called "Fuck My Baby Mama." That shit is fire. <laughs> Because <laughs> why are you being weird to me? I'm not. <laughs> I really, really fuck with that song. I fuck with that song. And um, Rock Out featuring Lil Durk and YTB Fat. Fire. That beat is crazy. Dirk slid on that. This gentleman, YTB Fat, whoever he is, I fuck with your verse as well. The Keep It Low record specifically. I got all these hoes requesting toxic dick. I fuck with future future. That nigga. 
in a past life, maybe even in this life, I'm toxic in like a really dangerous way because all the future like shit be resonating with me. And I don't necessarily understand why he's not the best person, <laughs> but I fuck with his music whenever he get me turned. Um, but yeah, keep it low. Fuck my baby mama or F my BM and rock out are like the standouts from the hard to love. I'm, I'm still, um, you know what I'm saying? Listening through it, seeing if I pick up anything else that I like from it. The On What You Want record with Glorilla, they made that a single. And it's starting to grow on me, so I'll probably playlist that one at some point. But for what I heard, it sounded like a solid project. Um, like I said, those three songs, I definitely added those to my playlist. And then... Last but certainly not least, <laughs> the girl Sexy Red, <laughs> Sexy Red, has put out an EP, her like debut EP or whatever the case might be. Is it her debut EP? Because you never know. Oh no, let's say she got she had another project out um, prior to this one. Okay, that's cool. Um, either way. Cause yeah, she she had another big song. Yeah, in twenty twenty one, where she was like rapping over a popular, like very very pop song. She made it thud out. Either way, um, <laughs> Sexy Red put her EP out, Hood Hottest Princess. Um, it's ratchet shit. <laughs> it's ratchet ratchet women talk. It's not uh, very, like, lyrical or anything, but that's fine because the beats are fire and the songs are relatable. <laughs> the songs are relatable. Oh, it just is. I really, really like the Ski record. Ski! I really like that. I really fuck with that record. Ski and, um, obviously, Pound Town, too. Uh, with Nikki and Take Heath on there. Um, looking for the hoes is interesting as well as Strictly for the Strippers featuring Juicy J and ATL Jacob. Now that one, <laughs> that one turned up too. That one is that's the turn up one too. That was and now I like that she did that song because it's geared more towards the fellas. Like the women can definitely relate to it. It's literally strictly for the strippers. It's for <laughs> for the strip girls. But you know Juicy J. You know how he coming. ATL Jacob as well. So especially with the production on that. ATL Jacob and uh Juicy J teaming up to produce a beat and then J, J uh Juicy J put a verse on that thing. Yeah. Strictly for the strippers. I'm with it. <laughs> Female Gucci Mane is interesting too because it made me realize that she does sound like Gucci Mane. And that's probably why I fuck with her because even though if I had to pick between Jeezy and Gucci, I would go Jeezy because, you know, they got the little beef and everything. You know, if I had to choose a side, I don't, obviously, because I fuck with them both. But if I had to, it would definitely be Jeezy. But she do sound like a female Gucci Mane. That's crazy. Either way, Project perfect for the summertime. That's what it's for. It's, it's outside music. It's not Ketramine. It's not uh, Summer Walker. It's not something you're supposed to dive into and like get in your feels, overanalyze. It's literally 
for people who want to shake their ass and people who want to watch people shake their ass and people who want to get drunk by the pool people who want to be drunk in the pool day parties strip clubs um <laughs> after hour spots hookah lounge. that's what this is for this summertime music so let me say all that to say uh, money bad one to get his in um i say all that to say um i fuck with the project sexy red she got <laughs> i think that's it though because i've been spending a little minute on this music let's uh let's jump over to the watch list real quick so i can give y'all my take on spider verse or across the spider verse and then let y'all go sorry for talking so long <laughs> Metro. Metro I'm in bed, summer sun has it brought my life back Hanging in the balance, have you brought the light back? Pen pal on the night shift, she's who I get Alright, so the watch list Before we jump into Across the Spider-Verse I did have some trailer spotlights. I think y'all should check these out. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Um, that trailer just looks fire to me because I'm somebody that enjoys the Mission Impossible franchise. Like there's <laughs> there's franchises that they are absolutely absurd and they're doing superhuman things in them. But um, I'm on board for the ride. <laughs> I'm on board for the ride. They keep putting out these Fast and the Furious movies. And while I fell off at probably like four or five, you know, I understand why people still flock to the theaters to see them and why they make so much money. Mission Impossible is another one, except for I've been keeping up with Mission Impossible. Same way I've been keeping up with John Wick, which just reminded me I need to go ahead and watch chapter four. I'm pretty sure that's on a streaming platform at this point. I didn't get a chance to make it to the theaters to see it. I'm bummed out about that, but my TV is nice, so I'll enjoy it from the comfort of my own home. Um, same thing with uh, what what else is like a absurd series? Like it, it don't matter. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. Check the trailer out for that. It comes out July 12th. Ving Rhames is in it. Y'all know anytime Ving is in an action movie, it's probably going to be good. Because Ving Rhames, that's an incredible actor right there. He needs more flowers. I don't know what kind of awards he got, but he need more of them. Because Ving been out here for a long time. And he been... That man went from uh, being dressing in drag on one of these movies. It was a holiday heart. To slapping Jody upside the head and baby boy. Mind you. Did he have clothes? <laughs> he have clothes on. I just thought about this. I'm, I'm getting the scenes confused because I know he was cooking um in the kitchen naked one time, but is that that's not the same scene? No, it's not the same scene where he uh had Jody in the headlock. Either way, uh, <laughs> check out Ving, uh, cause that's my dog. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Obviously, Tom Cruise is in that. The it's Mission Impossible. The, the trailer looked fire, which is crazy because I feel like they've done everything they could do as far as acrobats and stunts and all this stuff in Mission Impossible. But they found another way to make me tune in. So I'm going to be in the I'm going to be watching it wherever I get a chance to watch it. Um, 
I Am a Virgo. It's an Amazon Prime series about this, what, eight foot, nine foot tall black kid with dreads going through, I guess, high school or something. I don't know. It, it kind of gave me like, um, like, it kind of made me feel like um, Donald Glover is behind the writing or, or Jordan Peele or something. But like, and uh, not, I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it, but it looked very, very interesting. There was some moments that made me laugh out loud on the trailer. Check that out. I think that's going to be one of those series that comes out of nowhere and like hooks everybody because the premise is interesting. I've never seen anything like this on television. It reminds me of that movie with the horses. Um, Sorry to call. Sorry, sorry to bother you. Sorry to call. What's what's the name of the movie with Lakeith Stanfield in it? And then it started getting weird. And you realize that the workhorse, quote unquote, um, saying is actually a real thing in this movie. What's the name of that movie? It was good. Either way, check out I'm a Virgo because uh, the trailer should be saying what I think I need to say. Um, But as far as across the Spider-Verse is concerned, let me tell y'all, I've been seeing a lot of like people on social media, a lot of different um, content creators and everything. They're dubbing this movie or they're, they are giving, they're crowning this particular Spider-Man movie as the best Spider-Man movie to come out ever. I'm not mad at that. And I would actually agree. <laughs> like the rich, the first uh, Spider-Verse movie was it into the Spider-Verse. Phenomenal. Everything from the art style to the story and just everything about it. Miles, <laughs> Spider-Gwen, uh, their version of Peter Parker or that variant version of Peter Parker. Like, you know, the whole story with his uncle being the prowler and everything. Like, that movie was amazing. This one just took that and was like, we're going to keep the same level of amazement. Just giving you a more enduring story. Just giving you a, a more... Um, What's the word? They just gave me another story, another side of Miles in the entire Spider-Verse situation to like just grip me up <laughs> as far as how I feel about the movie. And I'm saying that because we got to experience like more of the actual variants. The first um, Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse, you know, was mainly focused on Miles and um, Gwen and Peter Parker and you know uh the the spider mech I forgot the the Asian girl who is in the spider mech thing and the spider pig <laughs> it was focused on mainly Miles Gwen and Peter in their whole quest right this one we get Spider-Man 2099 who's Miguel um Spider-Woman um, who is voiced by Issa Rae. Spider-Man 2099 is not voiced by the singer Miguel. His name, the character's name is Miguel. His alter ego is hidden identity, secret identity, Miguel. I just, they was calling him Miguel the entire movie, so I just started calling the guy Miguel too, but he's actually Spider-Man 2099. Um, 
Spider Woman, who is voiced by Issa Rae. Um, very, very dope. She's pregnant the entire movie, still whooping ass, which was dope to me. Um, we get to see more of Spider Gwen and like her story, which that was probably something that I really, really enjoy about the um, about Across the Spider Verse. They took time to like differentiate which spider-man they were focusing more on like obviously the story is centered around miles but i don't know if anybody is watching this oh spoiler alerts i guess some probably probably ain't seen it but i ain't really tell too much of the story it's gonna be a quick review um the when they put the like different comic books covers on the screen or whatever that's like their way of marking in the movie like we're about to focus more on this character and when they do that you know they introduce or reintroduce us to Gwen and we get to understand her life and her backstory what she's going through with her father and the Peter Parker and her universe and they do it again when it comes to Miguel aka Spider-Man um, 2099 and they tell us about his story and what's going on with him or whatever and then obviously when the story um, kind of gets back focused like squarely on Miles and, and, you know, his situation that he ends up in. Again, I'm not trying to tell too much of the story because I don't know who's seen it yet or not. But um, that was really, really dope to me. I like that they did that gave him like this really like dope Spider-Man cover, with, you know, introducing them and all this other stuff. I like the... Um, the comic book letters that will pop up on the screen same thing like what they did with into the spider-verse but this one was a little bit more different because they didn't do it as much but they did it when it was like absolutely the most impactful time to do it i really really like that spider punk he stole the movie for me <laughs> like i want a movie uh animated series something i want more spider punk <laughs> like his entire like everything for him pulling the mask off and revealing like he's this dark skinned black man with uh like huge free form locks or whatever i was like what the fuck because <laughs> i'm never i was always aware of a spider punk you know through playing like um like marvel strike force and stuff like that like they have all well not all but they have a lot of different versions of spider-man in the game or whatever because you know it's marvel um and i was always aware of like you know the other variants you know what i'm saying and some of their identities identities or whatever but i was never like aware of his and then to be <laughs> the way he was drawn in this uh particular movie this particular iteration of, of him or whatever has been my favorite that i've seen thus far so i'm like i want this spider punk to get his own like series or hopefully well yeah hopefully he may he's in the uh the next movie which it's not a spoiler because they already announced <laughs> they already announced uh what's the next movie gonna be called beyond the spider-verse is the title they're going with um i hope we come back for beyond the spider-verse just because uh, i don't feel i feel like we didn't get much of his character and like his backstory and everything like of course 
something that they do in the movies every time they introduce a new spider-man they take us through the my name is peter parker and i got bit by a radio at the spider and that's how i got my spider powers they do that for all the characters so we like understand the origin of each character so that we can get a better understanding of why they might make the decisions that they make spider-punk was no different they did one for him you know his whole like he's a superhero and a like world famous musician in his universe and <laughs> he fights crime and then goes on stage and performs music for all of his fans like he had a really really dope story but he he's also he's also um i don't know i don't know what the proper phrase is but he's somebody that's like against you know the system so he's not so he's like he's like super woke <laughs> like he's a big a big um fan of you know not being a part of the establishment not being a part of the system doing whatever he wants to do x y and z and i resonate you know what I'm saying that resonates with me so spider uh punk he stole the show um especially the way he just immediately decided to help out miles he was not on that same bullshit that miguel was on and was like nah this don't make no sense let's keep it moving he was a g through and through <laughs> for his time on the screen to the time he exited he's like a real nigga 100 percent. i really fought with that and voiced by daniel kaluuya kaluuya can i pronounce that correctly yes i think so voiced by daniel kaluuya so that was dope um, the Donald Glover cameo, spoiler, I guess, maybe. If you haven't seen it, then yeah, you'll probably, because <laughs> I didn't know he was going to be in the movie until I watched it, but I was also actively, like, avoiding things that would probably have given that away, like, there's so many content creators I followed that I was like, nah, I can't indulge right now because I haven't seen the movie, <laughs> but um, the Donald Glover cameo, was really really dope for several reasons because you know he made a cameo as um prowler in i forgot what spider-man movie that was in that he was in but donald glover has all of these like connections and ties to miles morales and spider-man that spider-man character as a whole because he was actually the first person to voice um the miles morales spider-man so like when miles morales made his like debut on screen and like one of the spider-man cartoon series or whatever donald glover was the voice actor we thought he was gonna voice him again for these into the spider-verse movies or whatever but they ended up going with shameek moore which that was a good decision on my well in my opinion just you know given his voice fits the character and um yeah donald will just forever be the first which is cool because they haven't forgotten about him they keep bringing him back for these uh spider-man movies and whatever and he made a cameo in this one which is also dope because the entire movie is animated and here we go with donald glover being the one like real life live action human being in the fucking uh movie which would almost substantiate the rumors that the next spider-verse we're gonna see or the next spider-man movie we're gonna see miles morales in live action like 
being played by an actual physical human being on screen because at the end of the day um as you can tell the spider-verse <laughs> is literally whatever you know there's a lego spider-verse <laughs> or a lego universe with a spider-man and there's an animal universe obviously you got pigs and the damn horse <laughs> the spider-man horse or what was it I don't know. It was a cowboy with a horse that has spider powers or whatever. It was interesting. The different Spider-Man that they've come up with throughout the uh, years or whatever. But yeah, it was dope seeing Donald Glover in there. His ties to everything. Him being Prowler, who was uh, Miles Morales' uncle. But like in the Into the Spider-Verse movie, you know, Prowler turned out to be the bad guy. But then like in... I believe uh I forget which which one of these like live action Marvel Spider-Man's was it was it the one with Tom Holland either Tom or Andrew Donald Glover made a cameo as Prowler and he actually referenced Miles Morales being his nephew in that acting role so we knew Miles was coming in some form or fashion we just didn't know how we was going to get him we got them animated this time around. And then, you know, rumors are next time around is going to be a live action. But that was dope. Um, I loved all of the, like, canon events and cameos. Like, when they were explaining certain canon events or whatever to uh miles like why he shouldn't fuck them up and like how they can distort things or whatever they put little clips in there from like toby mcguire's spider-man movie so we got to see toby realize uncle ben had just got shot or whatever and then we also seen the traumatic event that tom holland or yeah tom holland went through in his version of spider-man the amazing spider-man series um i think we also saw i can't remember but i think we also saw uh Andrew in there, Andrew Garfield. I'm pretty sure we did, but that was dope. I like that they are like making sure to. I like that they're making sure to keep people wrapped around the idea that the Spider Verse could be live action or it could be cartoon. It's all a part of this greater Spider Web situation. Really, really dope. Um, the VR Spider Girl, her Spider Man name is or Spider Woman name is Spider Bite. That was dope. She's a black girl. Um, I almost feel like she is the direct like variant version of Miles Morales. Just something about their interaction made me feel like, oh, this is Miles, but as a girl and in their in her own universe or whatever something about their interaction just made me feel like they was like twin flames a little bit kindred spirits if you pick up what i'm putting down um but that was dope what i really enjoyed most about the plot though because Issa Rae spider-man like i said was really really dope she was present or spider woman she was pregnant the entire time and we also getting uh rumors starting to circulate that there's been a tv series greenlit where we're gonna get Spider-Woman, voiced by Issa Rae, and uh, Spider-Gwen is going to be in there as well. And then Silk is finally going to get introduced, who is another Spider-Man variant with her own like set of uh, stories and, and adventures. So, I'm looking forward to that. But, I really like um, 
this like almost instinctual feeling or need that the cartoon was able to convey um with all of the black spider people like instantly wanting to help miles out of like sheer like i need to help this little black boy get to where he need to be i just thought that was dope for whatever reason like miles did a lot of um explaining himself and a lot of uh fighting like he got a lot of pushback from obviously miguel spider-man 299 but then like the other spider-man as well peter parker even though that peter was mentoring him in the first movie he turned out to kind of be op a little bit like he got a lot of pushback from the other spider-man but like when it came to the black spider people listening to him they were not like questioning him or anything it was almost like they just understood what he was saying they understood his feeling and when they got time to like help him without miguel spider-man 2099 being aware they just like did it without even i could get in trouble for this or blah 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 like <laughs> they just was on team black people <laughs> and i really fought with that yes Issa was rude for everybody black or her spider woman character was because it was just dope like she gave him the or him and Gwen those little the little bracelets or whatever so they won't glitch when they transfer through other spider verses and um spider punk he was the whole reason miles was able to escape or get as far as he did in his escape efforts spider bite was actually the one that didn't stop the machine from sending him to the other universe like i just really like how all the black spider-man they kind of came together on the low to make sure miguel with his crazy ass <laughs> was not you know didn't kill miles because that's what that was his goal was he was being lethal in his attacks like he was actually gunning to like take miles out for whatever reason but i don't know that was just dope i, I really like the unity between the black characters in the movie that's all i'm trying to say and speaking of black characters I forgot to mention this in the playlist, but Metro Boomin was actually tasked with um, producing the soundtrack slash album for the movie. That's super, super dope. I actually really liked the project. Um, Elliot told me that I should. <laughs> she said that I should listen to it again after seeing the movie. So that's what I've been doing because I just seen the movie fairly recently like in the last week or so so um i don't really have much to say about it. i'm still digesting it i like pretty much all of the songs i can say that like before i even saw the movie and i listened to the project i was like this is a really really dope album which is kind of crazy for me to say because the entire project is clean there are no explicit tags on here no explicit songs none of the artists are cursing you know talking about any of the shit that was <laughs> that was that's normally talked about in hip-hop and usually clean music i'll be ready to throw that shit out the window as soon as i hear a bleep or a pause or they skipping over a curse word but <laughs> this one was actually uh good and digestible and i really really liked it obviously because they knew they had to go into it clean from the beginning so there was no need to cut anything or bleep anything they just wrote clean lyrics and it flowed it made sense after the movie came out they circled back real quick with a deluxe to add some more songs on there that's really really dope and um shout out to metro booming for actually being 
in the movie. Yes, if you paid attention or, well, I was paying attention and I still didn't notice until <laughs> until after. But um, the scene right before Miles like jumps out of the window and um, this might be a spoiler if you haven't seen it. But Miles jumps out of the window onto that like super fast train that's shooting through the sky and then all the other spider people like chase him out of the building onto the train and shit or whatever. The spider that's hanging upside down in black and white, that is Metro Boomin. Um, they've been calling him Metro Spider or Spider Metro. Either name sound fire to me. But I just thought that was really, really dope <laughs> that they gave him an opportunity to be in the movie as well as produce the soundtrack. I just thought that was really, really dope. It pretty much immortalizes him in that spider-verse for like eternity <laughs> i just think that's dope they could possibly do something with his characters it's happened before where you know what i'm saying real life uh celebrities or whatever make cameos in uh certain fictional pieces of material and then marvel is like i like that let's turn it into a comic book or something like that or have them pop up somewhere else so we possibly could see uh Metro Boomin's Metro Spider or Spider Metro in the next movie. And um I just thought that was dope. As far as the album is concerned, real quick, um Annihilate sticks out the most. I think it's because that was the single or the one they was pushing the most. Um and Lil Wayne's on there, which that's dope. Uh, Wayne Offset and Sway Lee, which Sway Lee just received an amazing or he broke an amazing record i would say um the song from into the spider verse sunflower with him and post malone so that just broke a record for being the most diamond certified single with eight diamond certifications that means that song has gone diamond eight times or it means it's going platinum 80 times because you know <laughs> to go platinum you need to sell a million then to go diamond you gotta sell 10 million so that's really really dope that this song sway lee uh, post malone sunflower was the most diamond certified single of all time going eight times diamond it was the most certified platinum single of all time before that. So, like, we was really fucking with the song. I know I was. Sunflower, I still fuck with it. Um, I'm iffy with Post Malone and his music, but I don't dislike his music. It's just sometimes it hit for me. Sometimes I'd be like, nah, I'm going to skip this one. Sunflower, swaling on that hook, it was perfect. Um, but, yeah, shout out to Metro Boomin for making his uh, cameo in into the spider-verse as spider metro or metro spider not into the spider-verse across the spider-verse as spider metro or metro spider that shit was dope i actually laughed out loud at his like two lines in the movie like he was actually a comedic relief point in the movie which is dope to me because i didn't know that was him until like days after i had saw the movie so it made me happy when i found out that one of the parts that i laughed at was his and it wasn't like forced or fake or nothing like that because i didn't even know who the fuck he was until after <laughs> but i'm gonna keep listening to the uh 
across the spider-verse album and probably give y'all like some more or like a more in-depth review on the next episode because i like the annihilate record um i also like this record with asap rocky am i dreaming um this future uzi vert record all the way live dope offsetting jid never thought that that pairing would make sense to me but it does and it's fire like I really, really like Hummingbird with James Blake. I feel like I'm just going down <laughs> the list. But no, Hummingbird with James Blake, that's probably my favorite song on here. When I heard it in the movie, because remember, I listened to the album beforehand. When I heard it in the movie, I was like, it fit the scene perfectly in everything. Um, Home with Don Tolliver and Uzi Vert. Like, what was this? Nonviolent Communication. With James Blake, ASAP, and 21 Savage, the whole project is fire. I fuck with it. Nas got a track on here. Nas Morales, I fuck with it. Overall, just a dope project. And I actually need to listen to the deluxe version to hear the songs that they added. So, yeah, I'll do some kind of uh, more in-depth review on the next episode. But as for now, yeah, man, the movie was fire. I would see it again, definitely. It was just that good. Um... I feel like I remember everything that happened, but I still don't at the same time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Spider-Verse, 10 out of 10 for me. I think the only only gripe that I had with the movie is the fact that it wasn't in 3D this time. Into the Spider-Verse was 3D. And I read some articles from the production studio where they were saying that the reason that they didn't do 3D for this movie is because it kind of... I don't know, it's kind of redundant a little bit to do it because the way that they animate 3D movies today is a mix of 2D and 3D. So there will only be certain parts of the movie that were 3D. Same thing with the first one, but I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. That first movie looked great with all of the 3D that they were able to incorporate in. And I saw plenty of moments in Across the Spider-Verse where I was like, this could have been a 3D scene. This would have looked fire in 3D. Like when he was, um, all the Spider-Man were like chasing him on that like high speed train or whatever. That would have been a great 3D moment. Like uh, every time they jump between the different Spider-Verses or whatever, that would have been perfect 3D moments. Um, Even Miles coming into you know, the end of the movie where he falls into the other universe that's not necessarily his or whatever. There was some scenes that I was like, they could have animated this in a really, really 3D kind of cool effect. But I digress. That's just me being <laughs> nitpicky. The movie was fine the way it was. It's perfect. Um, down to see it again. And I'm definitely going to be getting those uh, Miles Morales Echo Crocs from the Foot Locker soon. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for my little review for the Spider-Verse. Um, anybody who wanna reach out, we could talk about it. Talk to Elia about it. We had a great conversation. Um can't wait to talk to you about it some more because I feel like you have more to say, but you didn't wanna give too much away because I hadn't seen it yet, or we was pressed for time after I seen it. Either way, we'll talk. Uh what else do I had on here? Oh yes. 
where I left off with Country Wayne's YouTube channel, the greatest uh, soap opera skits <laughs> of all time at this point. Um, Jordan's not to be trusted. I, I, I'm glad that he's having a moment where he's coming back to himself and being like, you know what? I can't do this to D and Wiley and all this other stuff. Um, I hope Wiley don't end up getting killed because he is, you know, off the rails a little bit. I think, honestly, I think Wiley is testing Jordan, giving him that money and talking about we family, you know what I'm saying? We grew up from kid. I think he's testing him to try to get Jordan to crack under the pressure and like tell like what he really snooping around for. Um, <laughs> Mike is hilarious. <laughs> him trying to get with Dominique, um, Rashal hilarious what Wayne and Amber are doing SMH <laughs> like I don't like this Anthony don't deserve it I'm really 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 ready for him to just go in and find out so we can like move into whatever phase of Anthony's story that's about to trigger because Amber is cheating on him with Wayne who is her ex but also who is Anthony's current business partner. They just had a falling out over some court shit, but they still in business based on contracts. Like this shit messy. <laughs> and I'm ready for them to find out. Um, I'm tired of Brittany playing with uh, her mom and dad, Ro and her dad. Like she need to get out of their life. They done rekindled their relationship, got back together. They need to just let Brittany go and have a new baby i don't know because <laughs> britney is trouble i don't like it i've been giving her the benefit of the doubt because on some point she seemed like she really stuck in this street life but then on the other part she like the the leader so i'm like nah she got to go uh philip and chase's whole little storyline with the uh drug addict and now Chase's wife is on his ass like why you tell me you went to jail behind this shit hilarious <laughs> what else is happening i'm glad kendrick is starting to get back into a better place you know mike was really really smart to bring him on as an investor and like the lead attorney for this new um investment opportunity he got with the little community service thing i like that either way if you don't watch country wayne's youtube channel then you have no idea what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> just know the content over there it's good. It's fine. <laughs> um, what else? What else did I want to talk about really fast before we get out of here? Uh, I'm still watching Young Justice. I'm on season three. Um, what is it called? Is it called Invasion? I forgot what season three is called, but um, it's getting really good. I was surprised because I seen the first season on Cartoon Network when it was first came out. I've seen a couple of this second season episodes. I fell off somewhere in between there. This third season and the fourth season, they're newer. They, like, pick the show back up and continue from where season two left off. But from what I'm seeing in season three, way better. A lot more realistic. Like, you seeing people getting shot up. Uh, blood flying everywhere. They actually whooping ass. <laughs> like, for real, for real. You seeing people die on this cartoon. I was like, what? That's a stark contrast from just getting beat the fuck up 
<laughs> on the first two seasons now blood is being shed and it's a lot more mature i like it <laughs> i can't wait to finish season three so i can start four um and then i started a new show since all my anime don't want to come back yet it's called unicorn warriors eternal and i know it sounds like some uh powerpuff girl sailor moon type shit but it's not it's dark um it's actually got a whole like steampunk kind of animated vibe to it which i really really like that's probably what um drew me in like from the beginning seeing that whole steampunk animation and i like the the uh the stories of the characters obviously some you know fantasy fiction mystical type shit or whatever but it's really really um endearing it's really uh interesting the story that's happening on this show um the last episode i saw they realized that they had not defeated the great evil that was supposed to put these uh unicorn warrior souls back inside the little machine to sleep until the next great evil comes about and they gotta re-inhabit somebody's body in order to fight it so now we're on a quest to figure out like what is the actual evil that they're supposed to beat so that they can go back into their eternal slumber or whatever until the next great threat comes um that's a really really dope cartoon it comes on adult swim so if you have hbo max you can see it like after it airs on adult swim it's uploaded to hbo max for you to watch really really dope um show other than that i ain't really have much else to talk about when it comes to the watch list i haven't been really watching much i told y'all my head been down been grinding trying to get this money so I'm going to go ahead and let y'all go because I know this episode long as fuck already. Thank you for listening, though. I really, really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to be more consistent moving forward. I finally sat down and had the time to like get everything out. So it'll be easier for me to move forward. Follow me on the gram if you are not already. B-R-I-N-S-A-P-P-H. Same thing with Twitter. Even though I don't really be on there as much as I used to be, uh, I still be on there. <laughs> so if you want to at me you can um i'm on tiktok too but whatever uh i'll catch y'all on the next episode yeah i got all these whole requests and toxic dickens all they want fucking her for years been not post a picture been not doing finger itching trying to hit something with that switch slide through come back took the bitch gone bitch ain't speaking on the business keep it low snatch a whip that's a double lock rose rose truck in my ear penthouse i see the city when i'm hitting that bitch from the back big dog i could be out of the country make a call and get you wet bitch look up